It's time to hear what's good, what's bad, and what's ugly at the cinemas and on DVD. Get ready for Wait for it. Film Sociology with WFYI's Film Guru. Kaiser Shizzy! No, that's Matthew Sosi. It's such a fine line between stupid and clever. Yes. Let's find out how thin the line is. Here's your host, Matthew Sosi. There are rich teams and there are poor teams. Then there's 50 feet of crap. And then there's us. Film lovers, welcome to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD2 The Point and WFYI.org. If you have a question or a comment, you can email me at msoci at WFYI.org. I'm also on Facebook, also on Twitter at Matthew Soce. The show is available as a podcast, it's also available on iTunes. And we have a blog where you can check out my Oscar picks from last week <laughs> and see how wrong I was at filmsociology.tumblr.com. The- were you were you off? On a lot? Um, I, I, th- I got 15 out of 24, and two out of uh, six in the or, yeah in the majors. So uh, not 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 great. Hmm. And I lost my pool, my annual bet with uh, my buddy Laura Jansen. So that happens. But uh, no, I'm okay. You know, I'm 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 actually happy because I I, I obviously I thought uh, the Revenant would get best picture, but I was really really happy that Spotlight got it. No, mm-hmm. so I I've, I was trying to think back the last time. What I thought was the best film of the year, winning Best Picture, and I'd have to look at my list, but I think like 2007. I I can't remember if I called No Country for Old Men the best film of the year, but prior to that, Unforgiven. So that's 1992. So anyway, yeah, and we have a we have a we have a code a Kobe montage a little later on in the show, and I'll explain to that. But yeah, let's get let's get into the Oscars, even though it's been a week. Um. The, the only big surprise, the two biggest surprises, I think, because everything else was fairly uh, expected, with the exception of Spotlight. I, I, I really thought that was a shock. But um, but the fact that Ex Machina got best visual effects, beating out Mad Max Fury Road and Star Wars. Uh, but it is really, it is well-deserved. I think it, the, the surprises are, are well-deserved as well. And then, of course, Mark Rylance getting supporting actor for Bridge of Spies. I think a lot of people su- assumed it would be a lock for Sylvester Stallone because they like to give out career achievement awards sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I didn't even think Mark Rylance should have been nominated. I thought I thought that was Idris Elba. I thought I referred to him as the fifth nominee, and Idris Elba should have had that spot, and, and then we wouldn't have the Black, lo- black Oscars matter thing. But um, <laughs> anyway, I was wrong, and that's okay. And if you look at Mark Rylance's resume, English actor who just works. He, you know, he's he's blue collar. <laughs> he does theater. He does movies. He does television. He just likes to work. So, if we were to mix uh, sports metaphors with our with our film chat, right, Kobe? He's a he's a lunch pail guy. <laughs> yes, he is a l- blue collar lunch pail. <laughs> I like that, Mark Rylance. You know, they're not going to build a twenty. Uh, you know, he's not going to get twenty million dollars to start a summer blockbuster. Maybe, or maybe he will. I don't know. But uh, I, I, I was really happy about that. But, but now, 
there will be more attention to films uh, that, that, of course, I think Spotlight is getting a re-release in a thousand theaters across the country this past weekend or this weekend. Um, Room just came out on DVD and Blu-ray this week. Spotlight, of course, came out. Uh, the Danish Girl is out on Blu-ray this week. So you can see Alicia Vikander's uh, Oscar-winning performance as uh, Eddie Redmayne's wife. And Alicia Vikander, five, I think five films this year and solid in all of them. Yes, sir. Uh, that's what you were talking about last week. She was the she Jessica, was, Ch- Jessica yeah. Chastain of 2015. Yeah. Um, really happy again. Really happy for the Big Short. Really happy Mad Max cleaned up quite a bit. Yeah. In the technical awards. Um, I did not see much at all of the Oscars, but what I did see was that like span of ten minutes where they picked up three or four in a row, and then they got six. You know. Also, uh, it's it's unkempt. Mm-hmm. It's out in the desert, so it's it's dirty. And, of course, now, as if he wasn't a bad mofro enough, we can now say Academy Award winner Ennio Morricone. Cool. Very cool. I think the other one, probably the other one I thought was going to get it and didn't was Lady Gaga for her song um, that was in The Hunting Ground, but uh, they gave it to Sam Smith for writing on the wall from Spectre, which is... it's. It's it's an okay song. I just didn't think it was, I don't think that's best picture material, but uh, best song material. I didn't like his performance. No, he's re- he's high pitched. <laughs> I like Sam Smith, but he gets a little too high notey. Yeah, a little too falsetto y. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, big shout out to everybody, and 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 now hopefully, like I said, people will now go and rent and see these films. Uh, out of in- because they won, they're, they're now they'll find out what all the hype is about. But definitely go go rent Mad Max Fury Road; it's worth it. Okay, uh, of course, the day before the Academy Awards, the Razzies, and uh, I am wow. I actually saw some of these. So this year's a uh, worst picture winner was a tie. Ooh, between <laughs> just throwing off Vegas completely. Nobody saw this coming. Um, it was a tie between Fifty Shades of Grey. And Fantastic Four, so didn't see Fantastic Four. I did. I did. I did. I didn't think it was hella bad, but I I understand why people didn't like it. Uh, Jamie Dorman won uh, the worst actor worst for actor. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. So Dakota Johnson, worst actress for Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, worst supporting actor, uh, Eddie Redmayne for Jupiter Ascending. So this, oh, I didn't know he was in that. Yes, um, apparently oh, that's I didn't see it, that's but... a fun, apparently fun, bad performance. Um, if you're into the Wachowski siblings and uh, shirtless Channing Tatum with gills, um, who was t- I? I thought somebody that we had on was talking about they liked it. Maybe it was Ed or somebody. I think yeah, one of the one of the one of the IFJA guys. Uh, like I think I th- it's it's kind of there's also people that like Speed Racer. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, where I, I think maybe you should have some beverages before watching it, and it will be more or interesting. Have them on standby. Yeah, have them on standby. <laughs> uh, worst supporting actress Kaylee Cuoco for Alvin and the Chipmunks and The Wedding Ringer. And uh, I, by the way, I loved her doppelganger not making an old fashioned properly. So look up on Mahalo; it's pretty cool. Uh, worst remake, rip off sequel, Fantastic Four. Uh, worst screen combo, Jamie Dornan and Dakota Johnson. Uh, worst director, Josh Trank for Fantastic Four. Can't wait to see the director's cut of that in five years. Uh, worst screenplay, Fifty Shades of Grey. And then I think this is their first one where they have the Razzie Redeemer Award. Right. So somebody who was awarded, who has won or has been nominated, and they actually did something good, and it went to Sylvester Stallone, who was... Lazy- <laughs> 
Outstanding. Yes, uh, all-time Razzie champ and uh, award contender for Creed, edging out Will Smith, M. Night Shyamalan, and Elizabeth Banks. Sylvester Stallone, all-time Razzie winner. The winningest Razzie. Yes. Okay. Yes, he's he's the Meryl Streep of the Razzies. <laughs> um, so there you go. Do we have Do we have uh, Chris Lloyd's? Uh, one of Chris's great uh, contributions to the show. Yeah. Doing our uh, the annual show of uh, dead people we like. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a pretty big one this we week. We don't yeah. have time for dead people we don't like. Yes. Words to those are words to live by as well. <laughs> we don't have time de- time for dead people we don't like. But uh, actor George Kennedy uh, passed away February 28th at the age of 91. Career goes all the way back to the 1950s. Um, was a that guy. That we you know, also blue collar mm-hmm. lunch pail guy a lot of TV in the fifties especially in the sixties uh, d- played the deputy sheriff in Lonely Are the Brave was in a charade with uh, uh, Audrey Hepburn and uh, Cary Grant uh, Straight Jacket the film of Mikhail's Navy of course uh, Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte in Harm's Way Shenandoah the Sons of Katie Elder the original Flight of the Phoenix. Uh, Hurry Sundown, of course, was in The Dirty Dozen, and then in 1967, won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for playing Dragline in Cool Hand Luke, and then kept working. Films like Ben... <laughs> well, I mean, there there's some there's some supporting actor winners, and I think of Joe Pesci and a little bit of Marissa Tomei, especially Pesci, but when he won, he immediately started getting starring vehicles, and with the exception of My Cousin Vinny, not good. Right? Can mm. you think of? Well, I don't. I exactly Me- that memorable, eh? I don't like Home Alone. Well, that's not. Yeah, but that was before. No, 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 no. That's not true. It's the same. I think it was the same year as uh, Goodfellas that he was in Home Alone. Oh, but I mean I after. No but I mean after winning, like Rod Steiger went through this, and I don't think Kennedy did that. Kennedy just kept working. He, it was in films like Bandolero, The Boston Strangler, um, Guns of the Magnificent Seven, uh, The Good Guys and the Bad Guys, Tick, 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 and then of course became. Kind of also stood out as uh, Patroni in the airport films, the airport uh, series, uh, Zigzag, Dirty Dingus McGee, the god-awful musical Lost Horizon, uh, Cahill United States Marshal, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, Airport 75, Earthquake, Iger Sanction. He did have a starring role in an Italian thriller called The Human Factor. Uh, of course, was in the TV version of The Blue Knight, Airport 77, Death on the Nile, Death Ship, a lot of death. <laughs> um, Concord Air Force 79, Wacko, Bolero, Delta Force, and uh, and then, like a lot, by the uh, Creep Show 2, and then by the late 80s, um, I think the story was he was offered a role in Airplane and and wasn't, I, can't, I think his agent talked him out of it. Oh. I know, exactly, because, well, see, well anyway, he finally got into the, into the co- comedic game with uh, The Naked Gun, playing oh, okay. Ed Hawken in uh, 1988, and of course did the sequel. And I mean, just and and the funny thing is, um, the last I was looking through his credits, of course, uh, Naked Gun thirty three and a third, the final insult. That's nineteen ninety four. So between that and then the time of his death, there's only two films that I know that he that he was in that I saw. So there were a lot of small budget films, uh-huh. uh, independent pictures. He was the, one of the voices in Small Soldiers in nineteen ninety eight. And then uh, his last role, he had a great opening scene as the grandfather, as the bedridden grandfather in the Mark Wahlberg film, The Gambler. 
And that was it. So anyway, the man kept working. Working guy. Blue collar, lunch pail actor. Working guy. An Oscar winner. Thank you. Salute George Kennedy right there. Well, ladies. I think. I think yes, sir. I think the term of that guy is the film equivalent of the blue collar. The blue. <laughs> yeah. The lunch, lunch pail. pail guy. He's working guy. Fire and passion. Working guy. You want a working guy on the set? Because you know when you see him, you know it's going to be. He's going to put in a good performance. Gonna, he's gonna do. He's a gonna good... grind it out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. He, George Kennedy, grindy actor. <laughs> so salute. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is it is a it is a day of mixed emotions here at Film Sociology offices because and 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 of course, like a lot of successful films and series, there might be a sequel. You never know. We're trying to leave the ending open ended, <laughs> but um, this weekend. This past Friday is uh, is my buddy over here, Kobe Slago's last day at work here at WFYI. Mm-hmm. We are sad, but we understand he wants to make money. <laughs> um, no, he is moving on to uh, further further pastures, different pastures, different pastures. Uh, you're going where? Going to the Indie Star to to join the sales team on the automotive side. So there you go. He's going to. He's going to do ads for selling cars. Yep. Prices that are insane. Now, that being said, I was told, and and we talked about this privately, so I'm now going to make it official on the air, that you said that if if your work uh, detail fits, Mm -hmm. don't be surprised, ladies and gentlemen, if uh, Kobe Slagle returns either as it's a cameo it's, all right right either either back at the board as a producer slash engineer or he might just show up as a guest who knows who knows so it is not it's not goodbye man it's whatever whatever man. i'll see you, i'll see you soon yeah so anyway um but we say salute and he has been an integral part of this show f- almost since the beginning well first let's see because all right the the first time we really connected was I think I, now I'm old and I might be forgetful, but um, it was when we had to deal with, especially you had to deal with the spouse of a famous rock legend. Oh yes, yeah. So ask us on the street and we'll tell you the full story. Mm-hmm. But uh, but Kobe got to. I think that was Kobe's first experience with my schmoozing powers. Yeah, because this person did not like. I forgot about that. This person did not like anybody in the building except me. <laughs> because I I pandered and uh it worked out it, it it smoothed things out a little bit and then um when did you start with the film show do you mark do you remember cuz you've been, I started you've been here, with us forever I started here full time in um May of 2010 but I think I was doing because I was coming up on the weekends my senior year at school right and that's when to do pledge, and that's when she was in here <laughs> with a capital, with a lowercase s. So, yeah, I want to say. It, so probably you've been with the show five years, late two thousand nine, maybe five six years, maybe because the show is seven years old. Because mm-hmm. we had, of course, Melissa, and then Jim, and then a couple odd birds, and uh, and now you. So, mm-hmm. so ladies and gentlemen, actually, um, Kobe, before mm-hmm. before we have this audio montage, what is uh, what is happening at your alma mater at IU Cinema today? At 3 o'clock, we have Song of the Sea, cool. followed by Anne, oh, <laughs> Anne Brontanus at 7 p.m. Gesundheit. Sunday, the 6th, 6.30, Double Exposure, mm-hmm. shorts program. 
Monday, the 7th, matinee, 3 o'clock, The Parent Trap from 1961. Mm. Um, uh, Maureen O'Hara and Brian Keith and Haley Mills. At 7 o'clock, Code, Debugging the Gender Gap. Cool. Tuesday, the 8th, 7 p.m., Margarita with a Straw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Margarita's not included. Thursday, the 10th, The Wave at 7 p.m. Uh-huh. And then at 3 o'clock on Friday, the 11th, uh, guest lecture, Joseph Bernard. All right. So there you go. So big chance if, if you head down south of Bloomington, that's worth checking out. We have other uh, films of note. B-Movie Bingo is coming back to the IMA uh, next Saturday, the 12th, Invasion USA. Oh, God. Chuck Norris film. Mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> Rough. Uh, also mentioned in the documentary of Electric Boogaloo, the the documentary about Canon Pictures. And, of course, um, tonight at 7.30 p.m. and then next Friday and Saturday at 7.30 p.m. with a 3 p.m. matinee on Saturday the 12th at the comedy Lend Me a Tenor at Scottish Rite Cathedral, 650 North Meridian Street. You can call 262-3100 for ticket information. It's a comedic farce directed by yours truly. And, oh, by the way, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot opened this weekend with Tina Fey, Margot Robbie, Martin Freeman, and Billy Bob Thornton. Do we have any other movie notes? Uh, nope. Okay. So, ladies... <laughs> <laughs> little of this, little of that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, little of this. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, I've created a little thing for Kobe, and uh, and uh, anyway, it's a nice little audio montage. It's it's like the death montage, but he's not dead, and he he'll be back fairly soon. We hope. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, these are a few of Kobe's favorite things. Over the line! 
That's Cola Pacer for today. Be sure to stop by your local library to pick up a pre-autographed photo of a Pacer player. Just ask the librarian, and thanks for listening. <laughs> ask Maine, a librarian? Or a, he said library again. Indiana Pacers. Well, I wanted him to clear his throat the entire time. He, it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you going to do? Come on. He, he's not all there, I know. dude. Like I know. Stop freaking betraying me! What is it you really want? Justice. For whom? Your brother? Why not? It could be your brother, too. Or your sister. Or your children. I want justice for all of them. And I want justice for all the other people whose lives are bought and sold so that a few big shots can climb up on their backs and laugh at the law and laugh at human decency. And most of all, I want justice for a good man. This man had love in his heart. And he died because he went out of his neighborhood to try to do what he thought was right. Sister, I think what you're asking for is revenge. You just take care of the justice, and I'll handle the revenge myself. Hi, babe. Oh, hey, guys. Oh, hi, Danny. Oh, hi, Danny. <laughs> hi, Mom. How are you? Hey, baby. How you doing? Oh, hey. How you doing? Hi. Hi. Oh, hi, Johnny. Hi, Doggy. Hey, Denny. Hi, babe. Doggy says hi. Oh, hey, Mike. Hello. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Denny. Hey, Denny. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, Johnny. Oh, hi, Danny. Oh, oh hi, movie theater. <laughs> oh, hi, Danny. Oh, hi. Anything for my princess. Professional team. Act like one for God's sakes. I want somebody to get kicked in the ass. Cut that Joe. Miss Culver. This beast comes out when it is 25 degrees below zero. It can rip your head off. It can fly as high as a bird. It can bite your face. The chicken tail. The chicken tail. The chicken cow, the chicken cow. Hello and welcome to Call It Pacer, presented by Indiana Pacers, Stanley Security Solutions, and the Indianapolis Marion County Public Library. My name is Tyler Hansbro, and I play forward for Indiana Pacers. You suck at guitar. I don't care what you think. I told you freaking a million dollars. I don't care. I'm better than you. Dude, you freaking suck. Shut up. Better than you, freaking whore. Just keep that going. 
Cena, enough already. Come on. Mr. Not Bill Walton, the floor is yours. Ah, the sun rising from above the horizon as I woke from my proverbial hibernation here in my home, the planet Gerbatron, the world I spend a tremendous amount of time. I brush my teeth, did some calisthenics and meditated for a nanosecond, grabbed a pack of eucalyptus gum, headed out to my spaceship to return to Earth for the NBA playoffs and all else that prevailed. How great is that? <laughs> Bill? How great is Frank Caliendo? <laughs> Frank is as fine a person as I've ever known. He is so smart. He is so talented. And I have been privileged to be Frank's friend for many years now. And to go and see him around in the corporate setting, in the business world, and his own show, to listen to him on ESPN all the time, I am the luckiest guy in the world. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'm taking the upset on the road. Alex Smith, I think he's had this one circled a while, you know, on the calendar. Confidence is high coming off that blowout of the Patriots. This is a great matchup. You know, you, you look at the Broncos offense, that Cardinals D just giving up 15 Actually, just practicing. Go ahead. Look at him as a player. He can come off the edge. He does some certain things. Hi, Padma. How are you? Oh, it's funny, huh? All I could smell was this horrendous stench. There's this horrendous, warm stench. The stench is so bad. Can you smell? Tom! Tom! Hey, Tom! No, no, I Here's what I want. Hey, Tom! Vanessa! 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 Where's Vanessa? Tanya! Tanya! Miss Tanya! 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 Where's Tanya? Where's Tanya? It tastes like wallpaper paste. It looks like wallpaper paste. And it tastes just as bad. Looks like dog food. It looks like somebody threw up on the plate. That was like... Mm. If I'm sick, it was the clams. I'm a hot bacon dressing. <laughs> People actually eat that. Ready, man? What's the problem? It ain't no problem, man. It's more like a situation. You remember them three M60 machine guns I sold last year at the five I got? Yeah. I'm gonna sell the other two tonight. There's this group of Koreans over in Koreatown that's starting this little neighborhood watch thing, and they need some weapons so they can show the neighbor they mean business. Now, I'm gonna sell them the other two machine guns, all right? 
problem is, I ain't never done business with these Koreans before. And I ain't worried, because by and large, agents are very dependent. You know, they don't want no trouble. And you might argue with them about price, you ain't got to worry about them shooting in the back, you know what I'm saying? But I got me a rule. Never do business with people you ain't never done business with before without backup. And that's why I need you. Backup. Ladies and gentlemen, the Kobe Slagle <laughs> era of film sociology <laughs> summed up in 12 minutes. Thank you. You're welcome. That as if awesome. as if that wasn't enough. Well, there's more. He, because of Kobe, Kobe helped bring the film The Room to oh, film sociology yes. and to WFYI. Uh, he gave me a copy of it. I will never forget it. And with that in mind, yes, here's my chat with Tommy Wiseau. Joining me on film sociology is auteur, because you are a man of many skills, Tommy Wiseau. How are you, Tommy? Hi, how you doing, Moss? Do you? Doing great. Um, now, this is going to be your second appearance, if I remember correctly, at IU for The Room. Uh, how was it the last time you were in town? Oh, we have a, such a groovy time that they decided to invite us again, and I'm thrilled. And first of all, I'd like to say thank you to all the fans there, and I hopefully we'll have a groovy time, and um, everybody's um, invited. <laughs> well, we will be there as best we can. <laughs> sure. So, how did you get interested in cinema? Well, that was a long time ago, believe it or not. Um, are, you, are you okay? <laughs> I am okay. My phone is ringing right now. I apologize. Okay. That's okay. I thought it was a submarine for just a minute. No, no problem. I'm, you have a great uh, sense of humor. I like that. Thank you. Uh, to respond to your question, uh, you know, I used to want to sing, believe it or not. And some people actually, um, I can sing, but never mind about that. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, film has always been in, was in my heart, you know. It was in the sense and always would be, you know, because image, you know, people remember, et cetera. I, through all these years, um, I studied psychology, and this relates to, you know, to how you can connect to people. It's, it's a lot of stuff. We probably don't have the time. But just to briefly uh, to tell you that my first movie actually was uh, the robbery doesn't uh, pay. It's a, it's a, it's a, just a short movie I did for class, and uh, I, I can tell you one thing. I got that A minus. You know why is minus? Why is that? Because <laughs> I use a black and white and colors, and um, a lot of people ask me why you use these colors. Like why is not only one color? And I said, you know what? Uh, the reason for it is because of the. Um, um, you know, I want people to provoke people. And uh, you see, the room, it's, just, it's the same thing. If you really translate my vision a long time ago about movies, what I see now. And again, I have a great respect for, uh, this is just a little off from, uh, from your question, but for everyone who produced the movie, because, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's this very difficult uh, art what you you make a big effort and it's I always say you have to be detail oriented to accomplish something and as you probably guys know that some people already know it's it's a lot misleading about the room of a production etc online and I hopefully uh, people are in 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 few days they will ask me direct questions if, if they will attend the screening 
So move on, next question. Okay, well, I was saying, to, to jump on what you said, yeah, regardless of what people think about uh, whether something is good or something is bad, making a movie is, is really damn hard. And the it fact, is, it is. The fact that you, you know, not only wrote and directed and acted, especially in the case with The Room, I mean, it is a task to organize and get everything that, not only from a technical a- aspect of getting everything that you need, you know, but making sure everything is smooth on the set. How, how are you on the set when it comes to a director? What kind of atmosphere do you have? I, I love a set, you know, but if, if you, you know, I always say the, the set is my house, actually, the theater. I mean, if you refer to the room, it's supposed to be a play. I don't know if you know that. I don't want to repeat myself because it would be boring, but just really very quickly background of, of the room. Supposed to be played first, and then I decided to, you know, write a script, etc., because of my hundred, uh, six hundred pages novel, which hopefully somebody want to publish right now. But we're working on it. It's a six hundred page novel. This is based on. Correct. Wow. And that was keep in mind again, uh, since I'm talking to you. Like I say, we don't have too much time, but very quickly. See, people don't realize this nothing happened by accident, you know, like people say, oh, this accident, that accident. Uh, we, uh, for example, I'm talking as a director right now, I can create a certain ambience and uh, I can anticipate something, but I have to plan. Without planning, you don't have it. And I don't care what you, if you, for example, uh, does lead me to, again, to your first question about production. You know, if I don't care if you do five-minute movie or a feature movie. Guess what? Irony of a story is, uh, for all of you guys to listen now, right now, that is the same thing. The difference is you spend more money or you, you make it, uh, you know, you involve more people, but you need the beginning, you have, you need the middle, you need the end. I rest my case. But, but uh, the, uh, the room is based on the 600 novel, over actually 600. So people will be surprised. And I noticed, I don't know, Matthew, if you noticed in the past few years, people actually grasp what was creating. And I, I, and again, I'm thrilled to say that I'm happy with the fans and great support. And, uh, you know, sometimes we do have a bad apple, but you know what? I I just accept whatever people, uh, you know, have comments about their own. And again, I, I don't always say you have to. Actually, my motto is that, that if, if a lot of, uh, if a lot of uh, people love each other, the world will be a better place to live. By this talking from the room, you see, the it doesn't matter that it doesn't. You don't have to write the uh, like the room, and I want to stress that because a lot of people think that oh yeah, you have no, you don't. You see, that's what the, that's the difference between me as a directless and actor, you as the audience as well, the listener that you have choice, and that's what the room is. And 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 I think maybe that's the reason. I didn't conclude a hundred percent, Matthew, but I'll tell you one thing that maybe that's the reason is that people are, we have great support right now with, with people because, because they do see my vision and directly, you know. Mm-hmm. Either they'll, you know, sometimes people say, oh, I don't like this. Well, that's fine. It's nothing wrong. Same with me, you know. If I, for example, see some movie, which I, don't even ask me for a name. I may drop a couple of names. Maybe. Okay. Uh, but if I see movie, uh, a movie, um, it doesn't mean that I have to like all of it. I, I may... Uh, 
you know, like just a segment of it, etc. Move on, next question. Will, will, will is the book published or will it be published? No, no. Uh, right now, currently, actually, I'm working with one publisher, very big guy, actually, one of the biggest publisher companies. I don't know what will happen. It's up to them, you know. Again, I'm not here to criticize. I'm not here to uh, to bashing anyone. That's not my motto, you know. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I was beat up, you know. People beat me up many times. But uh, but but uh, true fans of the room, like uh, like in your school, you know, I'm like I love you guys. Uh, let 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 me tell you this way, you know, we're so ready uh, uh, ready for pictures, and uh, we'll be we'll, we'll have a groovy time. Move on, next question. What, where yes, where did the source for the, the the inspiration for the room begin? Hopefully, it's not autobiographical. Well, let me tell you, this is from life. You see, we, we all have, I don't know, you have opportunity to, to see several times in the movie or not, but mm-hmm. it, the, the fact is that it's from life, relationships, you know, drugs issues. Uh, just recently, um, I believe uh, on CNN, we I have an interview with Greg, and actually, I, I say very publicly, I would say right now, too, you know, between 12 and 2 in America, you have number of crime committed is very high. You may laugh with my statement, but guess what? I studied this, mm-hmm. and and uh, this is the statistically speaking. Okay, now mostly people see the room in America midnight, so so I rest my case. You may say, well, maybe yes, maybe not, but I say to you, yes, it does eliminate indirectly crime. Be- besides this, as you probably know, and your young audience know about it, uh, that we do not have. And, and and I'm very strongly about it, and I think this is message maybe for I'm not a politician yet, but this is message for for mayors of the cities, uh, uh, you know, across the country. You you guys give us you give your people places to express themselves, parks, trees, play footballs, you know. We don't have these places anymore. I'm traveling, man. I'm trying from north to south, from south to east, or whatever name it. It's the same issue, the same problem, you know. And, and it's not right, you know, because I think young person, even not, even older person, we all have certain tendency to express yourself, express ourselves emotionally uh, through playing football or or, or, or just. Whatever you want to do, you know, and we don't have this kind of places, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why, you know, people are uh, sometimes doing drastic things, and uh, and uh, um, that's a great area what, what I think uh, people should realize about the room, and uh, I am very strongly about it, and um, I'm surprised the big media did not, did not does not pick up this, you know, because it's true. This is the story. And then move on, next question. So no, it's all right. <laughs> I'm it's just cool. give you a little speech here. <laughs> no, no, it's it's okay. Nobody wants to hear me talk. They want to hear you. No, no, I want you to talk too. Just jump in anytime. <laughs> well, I was saying, it's enough now. Well, say okay, ten more minutes. All right, move on. Next question. Were you, were you jilted by by a woman like this in the film? Well, let me tell you, I've been in a relationship. I will not say I was not. Okay. Like I will tell you very honestly, two is better than three, but three is crowd. However, you can have three friends. Yes. And I will tell you one thing, that there's nothing wrong when Johnny and 
in, in the movie, uh, you know, say to Danny, it's okay to love somebody else, but the same time, it's process of learning how far you can go as a person. Mm-hmm. How far you can go, do you have to actually do something physically, or you just to say, look, I love you, man, or I love you uh, to a girl or guy. It doesn't matter. You see, that's what the beauty of the relationship, that we understand and have respect, and how tempting it is. I've been in many situations, uh, I don't know you guys, but we all been there, it's tempting uh, to, to be very close to someone, you know, or... Uh, you have certain opportunity, but but then you play, pay for it, you know, by uh, breaking relationships or a, uh, a relationship. Uh, it, it, I think I believe very strongly that we've all been there. If not, uh, I say many times that the room is a red flag. Wait a minute, why should you do when you later on you will regret it? Mm-hmm. And I don't care how strong you are. How much money you have, that's irrelevant. You know, bottom line is, you know what? Feelings you cannot buy, Matthew. And that's the irony in the room. Well, I say, you have people, you have now hundreds and thousands of people loving you with these screenings. You talk about a, a place for kids to go. When you have these screenings on campus and in theaters, uh, you know, people have said that you single handedly uh, brought back the Midnight movie and the Cult movie. Right. What? Well, not too much pressure, I hope. No, I I love public, and I always will. The fans, that's priority <laughs> for me, you know. So, so it's pressure, little pressure is there, but I like it. And now I know right after the room, you did the the documentary. You co-directed the documentary Homeless in America. Is that right? Correct. Yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because I know a lot of people know the room, but you you have done other things since. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the the homeless in America is totally different topic, as you probably know about it, since you ask. Is dealing with with the homelessness in America, and again, you see, long story short, you cannot eliminate homelessness. And now, in, in in since you mentioned this topic, it is what it is, as you know, in America because of the economy. Actually, I'm working on a new movie about relate to economy. And relate also to indirectly to homelessness. So again, this is the gray area uh, what people don't realize. And again, you see, uh, some people say, "Oh, you know what? We can eliminate homelessness." Well, I have no for you for use all all your expert, you know, from politician to media. No, you cannot eliminate homelessness. If you look at a long time ago, let's say uh, 200, 300 years ago. Not this country, but other countries, you already have a homeless indirectly. But it was not recognized the way we recognize. But the good news is that if we learn about it, we will not have in America, which is, you know what, Matthew, it's really hurt my feelings that I see this. People actually, you know, lay down on the street in America, underneath the bridges. You know, it's sad. It is very eerie situation, but the good news is that we have a lot of dedicated people. And I wish, you know, I'm, I, I don't wish, but I probably would do another documentary. Like, I want to expose all the people actually doing good things for homelessness, people who never been recognized for their hard, hard work, without, you know, to, to help these people. Because it is what it is. 
Mm-hmm. And again, you see, I'm cro- across America. I see this. You know, I just come back from uh, Houston. The same thing. You know, who, well, you know, people say, "Oh, we don't have a homeless." Well, I'm sorry, you do have. You know, mm-hmm. but the good news again is that we can eliminate. We can help these people, and that's what what I come from. You know, uh, homeless was I. Uh, you know. Uh, did this movie just to find out the truth, not because somebody told me. And what I discovered was pretty eerie, if you ask me. But the good news is we, we can improve with optimism and, and good spirit in America. Move on, next question. <laughs> what is, uh, what's the status on the house that drips blood on Alex? Well, first of all, I was hired as a, an actor. Let me stress right. that, as well, as well as only as an actor. Okay, I did not direct... They direct. That was Comedy Central. They aired on TV and they put online. And uh, uh, you know, they supposed to do second episode. I don't know. It was pretty excited project. It was paid job, of course. Yes. And uh, you know, it was good experience. They could do better, but you see, it's not me to judge. You know, some mm-hmm. people like it, some people don't. Well, I think what's been great is that you've been able to go from, you know, you did a, uh, and I mean this as a compliment. The no problem. T- I think the term melodrama gets a bad connotation. And uh, so to go from a, d- a melodrama to documentary to horror, I mean, and just even, even you know, you're just acting in that, you're able to go from one genre to another. Uh, well, I think that's compliment. If you ask me, you don't have to apologize. But, but you see... I don't call, and again, this is your statement, melodrama. You may argue that The Room partially is melodrama based on the talking, uh, if you analyze Johnny's character. Mm-hmm. I agree, you got me on that one. But at the same time, the reason we call black comedy, again, people don't realize black comedy leading towards melodrama. Right. Melodrama, as you probably know, define melodrama is based it's more than normal. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you much more dramatic approach. But uh, I don't have a story again. I will say very openly that the I have some friends that they're really melodramatic. If you ask me, we, we all do, Tommy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Again, this is based on on my research. Okay, mm-hmm. and and um, I will uh, say uh, you know that hopefully we have more discussion like that. About with the fans as well, with you guys, with media, because Matthew, you're part of the media one way or the other. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, actually, I'd like to have a program, you know, if you guys can organize it while there, we can have big discussion, you know. So it's up to you guys. But anyway, move on. Next what, what, I say, you talk about dark comedies, black comedies. What, what, were, what are some of your favorites? What do you mean? As far as are, are there other dark comedies like Dr. Strangelove or Harold and Maw that inspired you? Well, you see, again, I inspire myself, but however, uh, yeah, good point. I, I like, for example, uh, if you look at not so much comedy or, you know, to me, comedy, let's put it this way, uh, uh, comedy, drama, melodrama, black comedy, whatever you define, I define as the colors. Colors means the more colors you have in within the, your project, in this case, the room or other movies, either include the homeless in America, as you mentioned, uh, you will not just to provoke people, but it will be interesting to, 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 to see your project or movie, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, some people say, oh, this is short, this is long, whatever. 
but the colors for me is very important. Now, to respond to your question, uh, I influence myself, whether I'm fan of, for example, uh, Cleopatra it, with Elizabeth Taylor. Yes. It, it, because, again, this is the manipulation of woman aspect in life, if you compare it to Juliet, in the room. Now, Orson Welles, for example, uh, Citizen Kane, Giants with James Dean, and others. Why these people we watching, by my research, a lot of people watching from time to time, what is the reason? What is behind? Or is my case, the room we can say the same thing, what is behind? Is it that bad because it's good, or is it good, is it bad? Well, as you know, Matthew, uh, bad is expression, also it's good. Mm-hmm. In, in slang in America, as you know. Yes. If you have two two guys walking and they are close friends, they will not say, oh, this is a great movie. They say, oh, this is so bad. You have to see it. And again, people, I don't understand, but, uh, you know, some of the stuff, you know, I'm just laughing because it's laughable, to be honest with you. But, uh, but, but the bottom line is people enjoy this film, and that's the bottom line. And, and we have a really great discussion like we have right now. So we have 10 more minutes. Move on, next question. Okay. I'll say besides the documentary about the economy, are, is there any scripts or the, your feature films that you have planned? Yes, absolutely. We, I, I'm working on vampire movie as well as uh, Alex, uh, Alex Blood, uh, Vampire the Alex, as well. There'll be continuous what we did with Comedy Central, but slightly different angle. As well as I'm working currently, I'm shooting uh, the neighbors. We are casting currently, actually today, believe it or not. <laughs> so, so, so I'm working very hard to to entertain people. Uh, hopefully, people have groovy time. I'm saying, um, it, it, where's the fi- as far as uh, how far is what do you think will happen next? Which one will, do you think will come, or is it you know whatever comes to you first? Well, the Neighbors actually be available within probably two months. We're doing five episodes. And uh, the economy water released before June. A vampire I'm working. But at the same time, I don't know if you're aware, but we'll be releasing Blu-ray uh, of the room. And that'll be before Christmas. As well as I'm working also on the 3Ds movie as well. A 3D uh, of the room. Really? Yes, absolutely. And, and I'm doing the testing almost... As we speak, you know, so mm-hmm. so we we did some of it because we are, I don't know if, if you want to hear more about it, but just uh, one sentence about it. Uh, we are scanning from 35 millimeter print. Right. I'm, I'm referring I'm referring to 3D of the room. Mm-hmm. The room was in 3D. So the, the love, we're going to get even closer okay. to the love scenes. Hello? Hello? Yes, I'm listening. So we're going to get even closer to you guys during the love scenes. Um, I, I I think so. <laughs> <laughs> as as a director, what do you uh, what's what's some of the things that you do to help out actors? I know you had a fairly young cast on the room, but how do you approach actors from a directing standpoint? And how do you direct yourself? Well, uh, uh, directing is very tough. You see, so so again, I have I have a system. Uh, is, if you refer to the the room, I, I had a system, and now I have a system as well. Um, that you know, I'm doing ratio one to four, and basically I'm, I review. I, I I believe in rehearsal process. 
in in the room we have like uh you know, six months rehearsal before we shot the room. But I don't know the story is, but I did change the actors several times as well. The crew was changed four times. So, so a lot of actors. There's only one, two person who actually been with me for a long time. What you see on the big screen. Uh, but uh, to respond to your question, it's is very. It, I'm very detail oriented person. I may say that. Uh, yes, of course I can say that. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> but the, um, but at the same time, not self-centered. Let me say that too. Uh, so, it, you know, my system is pretty straightforward. With I can share with you if you want to hear. Please. Uh, well, you record yourself, and you watch yourself, and then you try to adjust base, uh, base what you see, uh, and I believe in adjustment. You see, at the same time, but you have to. One of the great areas you have to eliminate your subjective approach. So you go based as a, I am as a director. I say what is what is the character saying? What he or she is doing? What's the situation? So it's the last obstacle come to your brain, and and you have to divide it. You cannot combine together because then you get lost. That's my point. Mm-hmm. And then when you see yourself, then you record again and say, okay, I like this scene. No, 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 I have to improve that, okay? And uh, when you are good actors, by the way, I never say uh, on the records that actors are good or bad. What I'm saying, sometimes they don't give us certain, um, uh, you know, they're not sharing this. They're not giving enough. What I mean by that, they, they're missing the colors, because any actors could be very, the best of the best. And that's why the reference to actors, uh, you know, some people sometimes ask me and say, can you cast this particular person because he or she makes $20 million? I say, absolutely not. Because I already know that, uh, that, that, that they cannot offer what I think I'm looking for. So, so for all of you, for all your listeners, it's not... You have to be popular, or but what you acting is sharing. That's basically my definition of good acting, if I can say good acting. But I try not to uh, divide it good and bad as an actor because I'm not a critic. I'm just I'm just going by provocation. My job as a director to provoke people positive ways if I can. So if I do that, I I do I do a good job as far as in my hands, in my eyes. Uh, now, the, again, about the system, so that's basically when I shot the room, I recorded this VHS tape. And then, uh, by the way, I'm still writing the book about it, the difference between the HD and 35, because we use it both cameras. I know it's laughable a little bit, but you know what? The way I see it this way, the simplicity is virtue of success. What I mean by that is very interesting. Even today, after all these years, I still cannot find a something where people say, okay, this is the HD, this is 35. This is the difference. That's the money what you spend on 35. That's what you spend on HD. I still don't have that. And this is, this is the thing, what I said on DVD very openly, that Hollywood was, was confused. And I was confused myself. And people real, lyrically say, oh, he didn't know what he was doing. Again, guys, some of you guys listening to this, and correct, please ask the question. I'd be glad to explain you uh, what I meant by that, okay? But uh, today, what we do, like we'll be doing, for example, the neighbors, uh, if I am 
because I'm playing one of a Charlie character, I'll be recording myself uh, and just watch it and analyze, okay, that's what I want. That's not what I, I don't want. But I have also assistant as well. So I work with two or three assistants. In the room, I have like four different assistants. So I say, you guys watch this, you give me feedback, you know what I'm saying? So it's, so it's very hard work if you refer to directing, acting as well. It's, it's not an easy job, but it's very, I love it, you know, I, I like it. I say, tell a little bit, for those who don't know what The Neighbors is, why don't you clear, uh, refresh them? Yeah, uh, let me clarify. The Neighbors, it's, uh, it's, it's a sitcom, it's TV pilot. It's, again, you see, I like variety. So we go from homeless to, to the room, from, from vampire to the neighbors. <laughs> Matthew, you are good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I know how we the sound, how they will listen to your audiences. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, the neighbors is dealing with, again, relationship. It's a character, Charlie. You can go to the room. It's theneighborsitcom.com, uh, and you see the synopsis as well, the characters that we are currently working on. And, right now as we speak yes <laughs> well i say you mentioned earlier about singing any any plans maybe doing a musical somewhere down the line actually you know what uh we actually working on the um uh remix of their words from the lyrics uh from the script and you probably hear something uh probably because we're working currently last year we did some stuff but we never published so be so be soon 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 you can hear something. I say like you said from uh, from stage to movies to documentaries to television. You uh, you're never bored. No no I like variety if if you ask me. So we have two more questions. I'm sorry I have to go. Oh no no that's okay. I would say has there been any movies out recently that you've been able to watch and enjoy recently? Yes, but I will not tell you because then people are blogging about it. <laughs> But I will tell you one thing. I give you one clue. All right. See, I make love on you. Okay. Uh, uh, that's great. Uh, uh, I tell you one. One is dealing with uh, started in, a, in S, like a social. I am not telling you the name. Oh, okay. All right. Well, all right. Boy, you keep us hanging. <laughs> it was very easy to find out. Come on, you know about it. Yes, yes. I say how and how was it working with Tim and Eric? That was pretty good, yeah. They're very nice people to work and very given, but uh, sometimes we're not on the same page, but I've been working with them for four days, four times. Um, four days, I want to say. No, four <laughs> times. Let's see, one, two, three, four times, yes. And uh, they're a very given person and people, you know. They're, they're very creative. Uh, that's what the entertainment is about, creation. Tommy, thank you so, so much for your time. Um, I can't wait to see you in Bloomington on Tuesday. I'll get in touch with John, and hopefully we can meet up before or afterwards. Yeah, no problem. And also, if you need any, any uh, images, whatever, let us know, and uh, thank you. Thank you, Tommy. Take care. No problem. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Go see a good movie. You deserve it. You're listening to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD2 to Point and WFYI.org. Kobe, we will, I'm sure we'll see you soon. Absolutely. Good night, California. We own. Good night, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs>